I like beer cause it is good. I drink beer because I should. If there was a song to sing, I sing it and beer you drink. I drink beer when I am sad, cause the beer it makes me glad. Now there's nothing left to say, so let's go drink beer. Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! And stop! Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! Let's go drink some beer! <laughs> What's up everybody? Long live rock and roll America! Woo! Wow! been a long week, but a short week. You know, I, I, Tom, I've discovered that taking off, having Monday off for a holiday, taking off Friday and Tuesday, coming back to work on Wednesday, you'd think it'd be like, oh, dude, this week's gonna fly by. Hell no, man. That no, thing, it was miserable. That thing moves slower than pickles. That's fair. I mean, it was it was a fucking miserable week. Um, for those of you that do not know, Pickles is my almost 20-year-old pickup truck with over 200,000 miles on it. And, yeah, you know, she's on her last leg. But she's still chugging, so she's all right. We're going to keep that little girl around as long as we can. You're damn right. So, yeah, so, we, you know, we decided we're going to throw it back. To the OGs of the podcast. What? what? Uh, shout out to our man, Minnesota Psycho Stick. Bring it back to them. They're our fellas. Uh, I know we've said this before. Even though only one of the four knew who the hell we were. Yeah, but the other one was damn good at pretending. Yeah, so that's okay. It was still a good show. And if they ever get back this way, I'd still go see them. I would. I'd go see them again. You're damn right. Because they were they're fun. That, um, like I said before, we even went to the show. Like, um, they come off the stage after the show, mm-hmm. and they mingle with fans. They take pictures. They yeah. sign autographs. Yeah. They, were they not, are a band for the yeah. people. They were not leaving until everybody had a chance to talk to them. So. Um, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa the doing? IT guy's joining us what from his perch on the balcony. Oh, jeez. So I'm going to make sure the IT guy does not have a Nerf gun. I was about to say, he doesn't have a Nerf gun today, though, does he? Hey, Shaggy, does he have a Nerf gun hidden over there? He likes to shoot us when we think when he thinks we're wrong. Very hard, Bert. Oh, yeah, if you follow the uh, Tiki Tacky. Yeah, you can uh, meet Harper. The newest mascot of Team Mike has a drink. Yes, this one. Thank God, I, I I got a little smarter with this one. I got one with little legs, so when it does decide to run, she's not making it very far. She gets too tired. She does. She gets. She runs like we do. Yeah. Like six steps, yeah. and then we're done. She thought about. She thought about you know testing her testing her limits today and went into the woods behind the back of the house. And being as short as she was, she got tangled in some vines, and I quickly solved her of <laughs> ever wanting to go out there. But the flip of that is, she's got long hair, so she goes in the woods, and she's got more fucking burrs on her. Oh, fuck the woods, man! She goes under the porch. Yeah, I didn't even know. I didn't even know I had that many burrs in my yard. But anyways. Uh, That's at Mike has a drink at gmail.com. Yeah, if you want to send us an email, we are looking to hear from some new listeners or some some longtime listeners maybe that haven't ever emailed before. Ooh, or um, 
some of the ones who have emailed in the past but haven't in a while. Uh, yeah, it's like the gentleman who reached out to us. Uh, you know, if you're listening, brother, you know who you are, man. Just checking up, making sure you're still straight. Make sure you're still good. Yeah. Let yeah. us know. Yeah. Um, or uh, Dixie. Um, mm -hmm. Kimmy, we haven't heard from in a while. No, no, no. Um, you know, Jane, Jane must have been busy last week. It was a short email. And uh, we, get, we haven't heard from Trouble. Hopefully she's okay. Tonight we are drinking um, local vodka. A local Pennsylvania vodka. Uh, I don't remember the name. We'll, we'll tell you Union next time. Bay. Union something. We'll tell you next time we fill up. That works for me. Um, and right now we are mixing it with generic kiwi strawberry oh, lemonade. No, back, back, you need to slay a roll. Turkey Hill is not generic. Turkey Hill is a staple of Lancaster County no culture. No doubt it's an OG. No doubt. It is not generic. It is not. In anywhere but it's Lancaster. A, it's a huge ass company. If well, you're I'm, a big ass company, you are not generic. Oh, do I? Okay. Listen. We're they, a food club. Tom, Tom, they have a cow. A giant cow statue. If you're going to have a giant cow statue, you are not generic. You know, the giant one that's a couple miles out of town? That's an auction place. Yeah, I know, but... Um, that thing That thing looks like cow, like the poop no, of a cow. Will you just chill? No, you're attacking, you're attacking Turkey Hill. It's just because I had never heard of it before today. Okay, that's fair. Um, I won't. I won't judge you for your ignorance. If ignorance is bliss, brother, I'm fucking orgasmic. I forget what I was going to say. What are you going to tell us about the cow out down the road? Oh, um, some associates of mine from back in my dumb years decided it would be a good idea to see if we could liberate oh my God. said cow. That thing's got to be at least a thousand. Way too fucking heavy for ten of us to pick up. Yeah. I mean, ten of these people to pick yeah. up and try and move. Ten of them. Is, yeah, and it was probably a funny-ass story when they were telling you about how they were huffing and puffing and right. just couldn't get at the bugs. Well, no fucking kidding. It's like cemented into the ground. Uh, they did tell me that the supports underneath may have been tampered with before it tried to be lifted. Okay. Well, you uh, needless to say, they still failed, though. You, they learned a valuable lesson. Yes. Cow tipping is not a real thing. No, cow tipping's easy when they're not, you know, 900 tons and 20 feet tall. I'm exaggerating, but. Yeah, I, I get it, but I'm telling you, unlike what Lightning McQueen, McQueen and Mater want everybody to believe. It's like pretty fucking hard to tip a cow. No, no, it's not. You just don't walk up and go, Boo. Yeah. And they go, oh, and the whole fucking field falls over. It doesn't work like that. More Nine times out of ten, you go run into the cow, don't realize that that thing's a fucking beast. And it just... You end up underneath the cow, 
and then it falls and breaks your legs. Or so it her. I learned that from Tommy Boy, maybe. Or the Amish that I grew up with. Anywho. So, last week, we did a shitty job talking about Leonardo da Vinci. Mm -hmm. So this week is our comeback week time. Alright? This week, we're talking about Tom's famous favorite Ninja Turtle. Damn right. Raphael. Okay. Um, and this is our rebound week. So we need to nail this one. Alright. Alright. So, so no Tom jokes. Got it. No, no. Tom jokes can fit in. But besides Tom jokes, we just need to stay focused. Alright. You know, you get in, do your thing, you get out. Oh man, the IT the IT guy sitting up there and has Tom censored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about Raphael. So what I I did something a little different you mean, this week. You mean Raffaello Sanzio di Urbino? That that's who I'm talking about. I did something a little different. This week. <coughs> Instead of sitting down on Wikipedia and ending up with like fourteen or fifteen pages of notes. <coughs> right. I'm just coming tonight with ten facts. All right. How much you want to bet that my eight facts are eight of your ten? It's probably most likely. So, let's introduce the people to Raphael. Raphael. Was His bandana's red. Uh, yes. He fights with two sides. Uh, yeah, and he's grumpy, dude. Yeah, which. I brought it to Mike before, you know, when we were pre-gaming shooting pool. Like, the Ninja Turtles got it backwards. Like, Raphael was the chill, cool yeah. dude everybody loved. Yeah. Michelangelo, he, he, was a bit of a, he, he was a bit of a dick. Well, listen, Michelangelo Angelo probably would not agree to them using his likeness in a movie unless they made him look good. Right. Back to the painting. Raphael was an Italian artist who's considered one of the three great masters of the High Renaissance period. Right. Number one, we already spoke about. Mr. Leonardo da, da, Vinci. da Vinci. Then there's Raphael, and then there's Michelangelo. Mm -hmm. Where they really rank is kind of up for discussion it, 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 behind it, Leonardo. Well, you know, it, it's one of those things. It's like, um, if you, one of the car shows, one of the hot rod shows I used to watch all the time when I was younger, I don't remember which one it was, but said, if you ask 10 different guys, well, 10 different people, what the first American muscle car was, you're going to get 10 different answers. Yeah, everybody knows it was the VW Bug. However, if you ask those same 10 people which was the best American muscle car, you're getting a fist fight. That's fair enough, fair enough. And, people, and, that, and that's... People don't want to give the little VW Beetle enough credit. You know what? 
a stock beetle. But I, I would buy an old beetle just to turn it into a rail buggy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not lying. I'm not going to lie. I mean, and, and before any listeners call me out, I know that that's not an American car. I know that they were all made in Mexico. But assembled in Mexico yeah, from... From Germany. Uh, well, I was going to say, yeah. But it's a badass little car. So, anyways, Raphael's career is divided by historians into three periods. The early years in Perugia, mm-hmm. where he was influenced by his master, Pietro Whoa. Perugiano. I have something before that, sir. Okay. Did you know that even though his father uh, died when he was 11, but his father was a painter for the court oh, yeah. of you? Yeah, he was famous. You're bringing it. Yeah, he was, fa- he was legit. He had major talent. But another thing about Urbino, Urbino, I'm sorry, I'm slaughtering the name of this town. It was, all right, there's no, no mincing words. It was a shithole until, until Federico da Montefiore, who unfortunately actually did pass before Raphael was born, but his heir, Giovanni, or sorry, Gio Baldo, they were both obsessed with studying culture and learning all the new information that okay. the rest of the world was going to. So, like, he's at the court every day till he's 11 with his father painting, and he's seeing all this outside art and literature mm-hmm. and pouring in. Yep. That's interesting that you bring that up because he did spend four years from 1504 to 1508 in Florence mm-hmm. where he strictly was there to study, learn, and develop his skills from Leonardo and Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. And then finally... Which, of course, Leonardo was like, yeah, cool! Yeah, cool, man. I can use the help. Yeah. And Michelangelo goes, peasants. Yeah, he was a dick. And then his last 12 years were in Rome. Whoa, that's a big-ass spider. Which, uh, oh, fuck yeah, it is. And you missed it! I was scared. Got him that time. Oh my god, that was the biggest spider I've ever seen in my life. It was like a werewolf spider or something. Um, and then he goes to Rome. He it's works not a full moon, Mike. Uh, works for two popes. Becomes the leading artist of the city. Beating his artistic rival, Michelangelo. Which, 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 um, did you hear what happened with that? Nope. Do you have that? I don't know. Um, where is it at? Anyways. Well, we'll come back to it. Because that was at the end. Oh, there it is. You got it. Michelangelo goes, I do not like him because he copies me stylistically. And Raphael went... Alright, dude, I'm gonna make you this asshole in yeah. the painting that I'm painting inside the Vatican that people yeah. are gonna see for the rest yeah, of for history. Rest of history. Which is awesome. Which that's kind of a go ahead and brush your shoulder off air yeah. Raphael move. Yeah. 
So, number one, like Tom said, of my facts, his father was the court painter to the Duke of Urbino. Um, da -da -da, that's where he became friends with his son. Raphael's mother died in 1941 when he was eight. Three years later, his father died, leaves him an orphan at the age of 11. His father had remarried, so he did have a stepmother with whom he lived mm -hmm. with as his formal guardian and with his only, only paternal uncle, Bartolomeo, who was a priest. With, um, with everything I found, was a fucking saint to him. Yeah. Yeah. She really? was, like, she stepped in and did, yeah. you know, kudos she to her. Shit. She was the real deal. Um, okay, Tom. My second fact. All right. Raphael's first documented work is the Barozzi altarpiece. As Frederico da Montefeltro encouraged development of arts, Arbino had become a center of culture by the time of Raphael's birth. See, that's what, yep. The cultural vitality of the city was a stimulant for early, the early development of his talent, and due to his father's position, he came into contact with several important artists of the time. Raphael's prodigious, pro what's that word? Prodigious, pro IT guy. Come down from your purse, I need sir. A translation. Prodigious. What's it mean? That means he oh, was, important. Gotcha. Right, no, it doesn't mean important. You're a progeny. If you're a progeny, you're like a master. Right. You're, you're you're a young person that's way ahead of your time. Yeah, just because I don't speak English as a first language doesn't mean I don't know what the words are. Are you ready to watch the IT guy have a heart attack? Oh, boy. Kind of like your boy James. See, I gave him props instead of slamming him. It's the first time just for you, bud. Who the hell's James? LeBrick. Oh. He doesn't really like him. He just likes his shit. I, I know. I know, he, he just, just likes to argue with likes, me over him. He just likes spending $186. Are you talking about Harden? No, no. LeBrook James. Oh. What do you mean? I've only got one pair of I know, games. thank you God. Eight pairs of All right, be quiet. We're trying to, <laughs> listen, we're trying to do a podcast here. Sit up on your little perch and leave us alone. We'll ask you when we need help with another word. So in 1500, while still in his teens... <laughs> He was, he was described as a master and commissioned to help paint the Bar Ossini altarpiece for the church in Costello. Castello. Wonder if that's. Wonder if my friend Keith. Wonder if his family's from there because they're Costellos, a town near. I was thinking more like Elvis Costello. Oh, that's good too. I'm gonna have to ask him if he's Italian. So it was completed by September 13th, 1502. It's his first documented work. You got a fact? Or should I move to number three? Uh, the next thing I have, because I did skip over, was when he moves to Persia. Okay, that's where I'm at too. 
Fact number three. His early works were influenced by his master, Pietro Perugino. Perugino. I, we needed someone from Italy to come on right. these episodes. Which he himself is widely regarded as one of the masters of yeah. the early Renaissance. Yeah, absolutely. If you were going to study, this was the guy. He, he was like the Raphael yeah. of his time. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like if you were going to learn how to play baseball, there are certain people you would go to. Right. And now that I'm out of the business, you've got to travel a little further. So anyways, he starts working in the city of Perugia, Perugia, around the year 1500. In Perugia, he becomes the pupil of Pietro Perugino, who was among the leading painters of Italy. From Perugino, he acquired expense, ex extensive thank you, professional knowledge. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me translate for you. Extensive. Mucho, 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 mucho. That's the uh, wrong direction, wrong border. Uh, mu mucha, mucha. There it is. Uh, Muchissimo. Muchissimo. Perugino's influence is apparent in his early works. However, these paintings still had several, several of his unique characteristics, which distinguished them from his master's works. Right. So this whole time, he's learning, learning from Perugino. Perugino. Let's just call him Master P. He's learning. Make him say, oh! nah, nah, nah. Yeah. He's learning from Master P. Uh, and he's practicing those skills. But then he was born, man. He was just born with this talent, right? Right. So these skills are blending. And anytime uh, Perugino is. What the hell was it called when they got hired? Commissioned. Commissioned. Commission. Every time he received a commission, and Raphael was the one that did the work, it was very distinctive. Right. So and then... People were coming in and requesting that he be the one assigned. Right. So then Pope Julius II had originally commissioned Master P. Excuse me, IT guy. We're gonna we're gonna need you to go in, get the vodka, the lids on so it's legal. And then in the living room, there's another type of juice if you could get those both please. We'd really appreciate you. Thanks, buddy. Be be a silent partner. Good job. So Anyways, um, originally, Pope Julius II chose Master P to paint the stanza of the Incendio del Borgo. But then Pope Julius II goes, Oh, I'm sorry. I wanted your assistant to paint it. And at that point in time, he's no longer... Well, specifically since the Pope said that in front of a room Full of right. important people. On the table in the back. Right, right. 
So that was the end of that one. Right. At that point in time, his dad was a man. Right, and he was, he was, uh, he was quite the. Uh, even though he never married, he was, he, he was, he was. Well, yeah, yeah. He, we'll he get was, to he, that. He was quite the. We will, uh, we will get to that. The he ladies, was quite the promiscuous pup. The ladies loved him. Maybe that's where I went wrong. Maybe I need to start painting. You know what? That's right. I don't know that I have that skill though. I tried to learn the Bob Ross method. I get too angry. And I, I, I no matter how hard I tried. Oh, and by the way, the name is Union Forge Vodka. Union Forge, Union Forge. And we've, family owned since 1884. Oh, they were bootleggers, dude. They were. Yeah. <laughs> Good shit. I'm th you know what? Sometimes... I ain't mad at it. Sometimes this stuff can be a little harsh. But well, I this say, is the first time we're trying it with this juice because yeah, we ran we, out of the other. Yeah, we did run out. So now we've now we've moved on to the generic shit. The Sunny D. The Sunny D Wild Mixed Mixed Berry Limeade. You want to talk about generic? It was ninety nine cents, people. My Turkey Hill shit was twice as much. Anywho, let me see how it tastes. Nope. People go out and get yourself some Turkey Hill. You did say nope. I did say nope. Woo! Sunny D, what are you doing? Like, no, no. No, people, don't just take my word for it. Don't do it. So, uh, he paints a picture called the Mar Marriage of the Virgin, and once it's completed, like Thomas said, now this there's no going back at this point. He is now ready to be on his own. He's legit. He's he is a master. I do, I do have one complaint. Okay. Hey, I tell you what, try your drink and you'll have two complaints. I, I thought I heard you say no when I was I blowing my nose. I definitely said nope. Yep. Oh, no. No. Oh. See, I'm glad I could help you out. Oh. No one likes a person that only has an odd number of complaints. Um. Now, but this this covers more than just him. Okay. Although he was a bit fucking excessive with it, with fifty. A lot of these Renaissance masters had numerous apprentices that would actually finish their work for them. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, but if your apprentice is finishing the work. Yeah. Then your apprentice's name needs to go on that fucking right. painting, not right. your name. Right. I'm not spending twenty six thousand Italian pesos. Right. To have something painted by Juan. If you know what they're called, uh, let us know. My kids drink email.com. The official currency of uh, Italy. But uh, no, not euros. They weren't euros back in the fifteen hundreds. It guy. They currently are euros. You're very correct. Um, but I, I don't even know what 
ducats? Were they ducats? Or was that Rome? Early Rome. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, anyway. Um, anywho. Yeah, I, I, if I'm paying 26000 Italian pesos. I want it done by you. That shit better be done by Raphael. Like the fact... um, And not sketched out and then painted by Juan. Like the Sala of Constantine was actually painted by his assistant Delio Romano, Gian Francesco Penny, and Raffaele Nino Decole. And it didn't even get started until... After Raphael's death. Yep. And he still gets credited for it. Yep. And I'm sorry. I mean, yep. the man did a lot. No, yep. I'm not taking that. Now, but that's some bullshit. Now, the only way he should get credit for that is if it, by that point in time, it basically was turned into a paint-by-numbers for them. Right. Uh, basically, what the, the article I read said was they went by scale off of a sketch on a piece of paper. Yeah. Got, you know what? These guys, back then... They were amazing. They at must it. have been amazing at like the pencil. Fucking mathematicians, because you know the formulas you got to yeah. figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you could not download. You couldn't download. Um, what's the math app IT guy? Photo math. You could not download photo math back then to do the conversion for you. You had to pull out your abacus. Abacus. So anywho. Da Vinci's art had the greatest influence on his Florentine period works. From 1504 to 1508, works in various centers of northern Italy, majorly in Florence. Florence opened up new artistic horizons for him, and he studied, like we said before, Leonardo, Michelangelo, but also Fra Bartolomeo. Yeah. It was Da Vinci's art that had the greatest influence on Raphael's work. Among other things, Raphael used techniques pioneered by Leonardo, like Chiaroscuro, which is a strong contrast between light and dark. Everybody knows that. Yeah, I'm sure I did not say that word right. And, what? How is that even a word? S-F-M, or S-F-U-M-A-T-O. Smato. Fine shading to produce soft, imperceptible, imperceptible transitions between colors and tones. So, hey, IT guy, I think your dad needs to proofread his notes before we start recording. No, I'm telling you right now, that's that's the technique. I didn't make that fucking word up. I'm telling you right now, Tom. I know you didn't make the word up. I'm just saying you slaughtered the pronunciation of it. Well, that's fair, but he, how is he going to know how to say that? Because he's smarter than us. But he wasn't alive in 1504. Yeah, but he's going to be the one that grows up smart enough to invent a fucking time machine, so he will know. Even though he acts like he was born in 1504. Just like he ain't got a Nerf gun right now. Alright, so let's talk about what they consider to be his greatest work. The, his fresco sequence in the Raphael rooms. Mm-hmm. Towards the ends of 1508, Raphael was called by Pope Julius II, who Tom had mentioned previously. 
to Rome. The panacycle of frescoes. That's a cool word. Fresco. Which um, fresco are actually now today known as the Raphael rooms. Yes, but back then they were the Vatican right. papal apartments. Right. Which pretty much means that's where the fucking the monks lived. Yeah. That's where the pope lived. And hopefully back then it wasn't like with a bunch of audibles. So the resulting great fresco sequence is now recorded and regarded as a quintessential masterpiece of the high renaissance. Renaissance. The four rooms fresco by Raphael. Which uh do you know what fresco means, IT guy? It's a it's a type of technique. It's like Is it? Yeah, it's like, almost like a Too bad you're so far away and no one can hear you dropping knowledge. It's, we, we talked about okay, it. so I'm going to translate. We talked about it. In art class, and it's In a technique. Class, and it's a, te a certain technique. It's, it's kind of like a paper-mâché. It's kind of like a paper-mâché. Like, except they used it as painting. But they used it as texture on the walls. It, yeah, it's weird. It's like the, what they painted on was like paper-mâché. Okay. Mm, all right. So, and then it would give like a grain. So they painted on the paper mache, it caused the grain. That's also why, like, now, if you go to see those paintings, there's, like, no light on them. Because it, like, it causes, like... Which is why now, if you go to see those paintings, they do not have lights shining on them. And there's no the, flash allowed. Because the light causes the paper mache to break down. Yeah, basically. And, like, fade. And fade. I don't know if it's actually, like, paper mache, but that's kind of how it's explained to me. I mean that's. that's you know what, brother? I'm running we're with running it, bud. with it, dude. We're gonna we're giving you credit. Paper mache has now been defined by the IT guy. So the four rooms are famous as the Raphael rooms or Stanza, and the most famous among them is the Stanza del Segontura, which means the room of the signatura. It contains four paintings which epitomize philosophy, poetry, theology, chocolate, peanut, you good? And law. Because my, that shit my CPR certificate has expired, but if you're choking on a peanut, I'll give it a shot. Just let me die. It'll be alright. Okay. So it's actually more of like a wet plaster. Wet than, plaster. Than it is a paper. Okay. Shape. And thank you for coming closer too, so the fans can we've hear. We've been corrected. It's more of a wet plaster. Yeah, but, but you know you notice since he corrected himself, he came down all polite and nice. Yeah. yeah. But since he wasn't yeah, correcting he was us, correcting us, he'd have been screaming and shooting us with nerf guns. Mm -hmm. I love how he tried to whisper that shit. <laughs> no wonder we don't let him on the podcast very much anymore. So, anyways. The school of Athens, which represents philosophy, is considered his greatest masterpiece. The school of Athens, right? That's the one that he made uh, Michelangelo the... Um, yeah, he made him the dumbass. The soaking philosopher Heraclitus? <laughs> Seriously, I, I wrote it down letter for letter. Right there, the very last word on the page. That's awesome. Heraclitus. I mean... Listen, if you want to fucking... I bet you someone, nobody could find him. If you want to... Yeah. <laughs> don't 
Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, Michelangelo. No guys are going to punch you out. But if you want to insult someone for the rest of their life, name them after Hemocletos. <laughs> right? No, the sulking yeah. Hermocletos. The sad, the sad Hemocletos, because no one can find it. So by 1517, he becomes the most important artist in Rome. While working on his stanza, Della Signatura, Raphael was given a task to design the St. Eligio Degli Orifici, which is a church in Rome. This is his first, like, architecture. Big deal, right, right. Like, ground up, dude, this is me. For a period, he was the leading architect. In Rome, and in 1514, he was asked to design the St. Peter's Basilica in Vatican City. However, most of his work on the church was modified or demolished after his death. In 1517, Raphael was appointed Commissioner of Antiquities of Rome, making him in charge of all of the papacy's artistic projects in the city, whether involving architecture, painting, decoration, or the preservation of antiquities. Right. This is a good place. It's a good job. It'd be a great job, dude. Dude, that's like hand sanitation in your uh, your your side of the world. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I think I'm going to apply for that job next time it comes up and I'm wrong. Oh, I have yeah. a history degree. And now I'm an expert on two of the three Masters. Ninja Turtles. Oh. Well, two of the four Ninja Turtles. Yeah, which, which how are we going to cover Donatello since technically he's not a master? Are we just going to loop him in anyways? Since yeah, he'll just be part. He'll be part. He'll, he'll, be, be, the, he'll be the last he'll be one. Part there. four. Yeah. Right, right. All right. So, but speaking of Donatello and Michelangelo, while they're very amusing, this will be a great time for Terrible Tales with Tom. Hold on, let me check. Mm-hmm. All right, it's working. Let's have it. All right. Uh, you know, Mike, I, I got to say something serious here. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted to brake fluid. But that's okay. Because I can stop anytime I want. Mm. Thank you, IT guy. Not pickles. Yes, Pickles needs new brakes. Pickles is struggling. That back ass is bumping like she's like got some mix a lot on. Oh, she's definitely groaning she, and grinding. She's, she's definitely got a little twerk going on back there. <laughs> hey, Mike. Yes, Tom. Have you heard of corduroy pillows? <laughs> what? Corduroy pillows? Come on, man. They're making headlines all around the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a chuckle for that one, Tom. I'm gonna, well, uh, you know what? I'm gonna hit the laugh button. That's not a bad. That's not a bad. That's that was not half a long. <clears throat> you know, I have, I have a totally inappropriate joke for you. Go ahead, brother. All right. So. <sighs> It's he got earmuffs. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah. You better get leave. So, this um, this guy's out digging on the beach, right? Uh huh. Looking for treasure. Oh, that's so terrible. 
funny. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, Sonny D. Sonny D, you son of a bitch. Nothing you've made has been good since the orange stuff. So anyways, this guy's out on a beach digging for treasure. Comes up and discovers two magic lamps. Yeah. So he rubs the magic lamps. <laughs> and two genies pop out. And he goes, holy shit. I'm the luckiest person in the world. I get six wishes. Um, you know what? I'm going to stop the joke there. You can Google it. It just occurred to me. The punchline is not how I live my life. Um, I'll, I, I'm not going to Google it though, Mike. So you... I'll tell you off air. I've decided that I'm not sharing this one. Is it kind of like their? Uh, is, is it kind of like that old school limerick of "There once was a man from Nantucket"? No, sort no. of. Like, ah, no, I'm not doing it, Tom. We're moving on. We're just gonna hit Mike with this. <laughs> because while I thought the joke was humorous. It's not how I live my life. So we're it, it's on. one of those you you think about it in your head and you start laughing yeah. and then as you start speaking it out you you your mind automatically goes oh no, shit no, that's right don't say that you're gonna you're <coughs> oh, oh wait this one definitely yeah. takes a turn at the end so his most well known romantic relationship was with Margarita Luti which. Um, he painted her babies. Yeah. So, Raphael's sweet disposition is well known. And throughout his life, he mixed effortlessly in the highest of circles. Um, her... Sorry, sorry to interrupt you here real quick, but it's about her. Mm-hmm. Her picture that he painted of her was legit the only one hanging in his studio yes. at the time of his death. Yes. Yep. <coughs> Let me tell you. <coughs> Magnifique yeah, right? Margarita. Um, he had a good relationship with Pope Julius II and after the death of Julius in 1513. An even closer relationship with Pope Leo the X. What's that? Leo X. Ten. Ten. Right. Why? Why? Pick different names, people. How about Pope Mike has a drink. I like I it. I like the name. I like Mike it. Mike has a drink the first. That's right. So, he's affectionate towards the ladies. Although, the only, the only problem with naming a pope, uh, Pope Mike has a drink the first, is after an hour and a half, it, it's gonna, he, like six of them are going to die. Because it'll be Mike has a drink number seven. Yeah. Right uh, that's okay. It's good publicity. That's a lot of white smoke coming out yep. of the Vatican. I don't know that answer. Because I don't know too many Leos. From the, yeah, I don't know. It could be. It might be the first time since 1483. Um, so, he said to have many affairs. His most famous love interest is Margarita Luti, also known as La Fornorina. 
Which is short for La Fornication with Senorita. Which means the baker's daughter. Which means he was giving her his own baker's dozen. <laughs> you know what we're saying. So, uh, wait, wait, nudge, nudge. The story of their love has become the archetypical artist model relationship of Western times. Two famous Raphael portraits depicting Ludi or Margarita are La Fornorina and La Donna Vlata. Um, speaking of this, did you know in 1513, that's when they started putting holes in donuts? I did not know that. Thank I you. actually don't know if that's true or not, but I'd like to think Raphael had something to do with it. So, let's move on. Are you insinuating a sex toy joke, Mike? I'm insinuating that uh, sometimes Raphael got a little lonely when Senorita Margarita was and out you of know, town. You know, so he tried making some, some fried dough, and then, you know, one thing led to another, and then, you know, donuts are right. Around. And he said to her, Father, And that's where the glaze hey, comes I, from. Hey, too. Dad, oh. I've got a great invention in mind on how to make holes that you can then fry these things. People are going to pay a fortune someday. They're going to name Dunkin' Donuts after you. Anywho, so that it's, it's said that old Raphael, his death was caused to excessive sex. Um, I have a con contradictory report. Okay, well let me do mine, okay. and then you hit me with yours. Well, no, because the one could technically be tied in with yours. Ooh, all of a sudden you're not contradicting me. For the first two. Okay, fair enough. So Raphael died on his 37th birthday, Good Friday, April 6, 1520. He was never married. He did He did at one point, he was engaged to Maria Bibiana in 1514, but was never, not too excited about marrying her, and it became, at the time, the longest engagement ever in uh, ancient times. Uh, that's so probably, it was 15 days instead of two. So that's probably not true. I just made that up. But anyways, the reason for his death is not known with certainty. According to art historian Gregorio Vasari, <laughs> Vasari, Raphael's premature death was caused due to a night of excessive sex with Margarita Okay, so... After which... Alright. He develops a fever. He posits that Raphael didn't tell the doctors of the cause and was given the wrong medicine leading to his death. Well, here's the thing, though. He knew. He knew he was done. Because immediately... Started putting his affairs in order. Okay. Like uh, he he wanted to um, he wanted buried at the Pantheon. Okay. Yeah. In which after a grandiose funeral where multiple yeah big name people at the time. That's fair. Um, 
he is buried at the Pantheon, actually, and you can tour it. Yeah. For $24 in a large group, no guide, but an audio guide. Yeah. Or. Oh. Or. Thanks, Hudson. For $374, you get a small group with a private tour guide and you skip all the lines. I'm sorry. But if I've already dished out the money to fly to Rome to see the Pantheon, yeah. I'm going to dish out the extra money to get yeah. my private tour. Yeah. At that point, you're just splitting pesos. Right. I mean. So, anyways. So, yeah, no. I'm but, not arguing that at all, Tom. He knew he was dying. Well, no. See, but here's about the top three. But who knew that having excessive sex could cause fevers? You know? There must be a dude who never got laid once in his life. Anyway. No, no. I mean, I don't know. Guys out there, ladies out there, you're having excessive sex? Um, Have you ever had a fever? Tom does not have enough sex to conduct this study. Whew. Anywho. Um, So the three top widely debated causes of his death are pneumonia, I don't feel like that's possible because it doesn't get cold in there over there. Pulmonary disease. That's possible. Or exhaustion, which ties into the fucking all night. Yeah, I mean that's that's legit. That's so legit. so you know what? He ran. We himself, just fig- we figured it out. Ragged. We just figured it out. Raphael died from exhaustion from fucking too much. Yeah, he sure took an ice bath. I mean, um, having too from, much fornication. From, no, um, <laughs> from. From um, <coughs> holding too many hands. From kissing too many people with tongue. Yes, listen guys, don't hold hands. You'll die, just like Raphael. Uh, <coughs> no, that's, that was Al Capone. <laughs> that, was like, that was really like 97% yeah. of the world's leaders. Syphilis caused you to go crazy. You didn't die from a fever from it. Yeah, no, we're not arguing that, IT guy. You sit back there and keep your syphilis to yourself. Sheesh. So he is buried in the Pantheon. Wow. Raphael was involved in a bitter rivalry. Rivalry. Thank you. We're in Canada. It's called a whatever I said before. So he had a bitter bitter in Canada it's called an original six face off oh my god and if you don't know what I'm talking about just look up NHL original six and you'll 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 figure it out hold on I gotta refocus Raphael had a bitter rival what's the word rivalry rivalry with Michelangelo they competed for because Michelangelo was a cock he was a dickhead. But see, you um, know what? I, I tune, know, in, tune in next week because we discuss how Michael great Michelangelo was. Well, no. Here's the thing: is is I can understand feuding with one other. They all didn't like him, and when everybody doesn't like you, you're the problem. That's that's exactly what one of my therapists along the way told me, and which made her my favorite therapist. Was the longest one I lasted with until she retired. Was she looks me dead in the eye and she goes, Tom, if everybody around you acts like an asshole, 
chances are you're the asshole. And I went, you're causing it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh, all right. All right. <clears throat> so. Whew. So. Raphael and Michelangelo competed for Patronuses. Speaking of Patronuses, shout out to Dare. To Dare, our one loyal. true, our one true loyal Patronus. Who doesn't? I was wondering if this was going to come up. Who tonight. doesn't decide to not be a Patronus anymore because they are offended by something that gets said on the podcast? So, anyways, Dare, you're a boy. Hey, Dare, I'm not coming to work tomorrow. It's been a long time since I've called off, but damn it, I'm calling off tomorrow, Dare. Yeah, but you know what? Dare's not even the call-off guy anymore. He's still my call-off guy, damn he's it. Still, he's still my wake-up call Monday through Friday to make sure I make it to work, but he's not the call-off guy anymore. He's still mine, Mike. He is mine, too. He's still mine. He's, mine. he's my, my best work friend. So, anyhow. Dare is Mike's work husband. No. <laughs> no. That dare paid me a dollar to say because, that. Because, listen, I'm five foot mini. Dare is six foot giant. Like, he's like six foot, <coughs> 16 and a half inches. No. Uh-uh. Um. So, there's... No, no, no. I can't be his work. Honestly. The physics doesn't work, right? No, because that had been the last time I've ever made a decision in my life. Because if I'd say no, Dare would pick me up and put me through the fucking wall. So, um, Dare, I'm just glad we're friends. And the funny thing is... Usually, I have to pay Dare a dollar to do that to me. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. He's giving you the podcast discount. Oh, shit. I promise I would never tell him. Sorry, uh, Dare. Which which is funny because Dare is fucking giant, right? Ducks his head going through doors. Right. His his wife is the tiniest little fucking bird. Oh, yeah. That's how it works. Oh, my God. I mean, Christ, dude. I'm 6'3"-ish. Yeah. And every single one of my yeah. uh, female yeah. companions in the past yeah. have all been... Started with five and under a half. Yeah. So she she is my best friend. I'm not gonna say her name out here, but best she makes the best stuffed peppers with sausage. And Tom, I don't want to offend you, but the best meatballs. Whoa, Tom. Whoa. I, I'm sorry. Whoa. I'm sorry. I, listen, I said no offense, so that means you can't even woe me. I said no offense. <sighs> if I say no offense, you can't take offense to what I say next. Yeah, but you see, I, I still I still heard a little offense on the tail end. Okay, that's fair. So, listen, your, your meatballs are number two, brother. All right? You make the best vegetarian meatballs. You know what, though? I have to, well, when you start eating meat again, well, even if I make your vegetarian ones again, it's the same thing. Is I didn't change my recipe. You just changed how it happened. I changed how I mixed it up. And, oh my God, like you touch them with your fork. For like, if you put them in spaghetti yeah. meatballs, you touch them with your fork, dude, and they just go, hmm. Uh. 
Okay. And now tomorrow, Tom is making his fucking meatballs okay. again because Tom is really craving his meatballs yeah. now. Yeah, I'm gonna need the vegetarian version. Again, All right, I got you, brother. I'll tell you what, dude. Holy shit. So anyhow, anywho, anyhow, any whatever. Okay. <laughs> um. Now, now that Tom is not upset, there's wife makes the best stuffed peppers filled with sausage, the best meatballs. Uh, listen, if she if she created a Pinterest page and put the shit she cooked on it, she would have 47 billion followers. Because not only is the food fantastic, it fucking looks amazing. Annie, so, because Raphael had a more amiable disposition, he becomes more favored between him and Michelangelo. Alright, I gotta interrupt. Intern princess. Oh no. Right? Since she is at my sister's tonight because I am here. Says, uh, my sister says, hey, take this plate of dinner up to Papa. Intern princess says, Okay. Uh, my sister just called me now because Papa came downstairs asking what happened with dinner. So Aunt Christy went to go look and found intern princess laying in bed with Papa's plate of food. She was supposed to take him. <laughs> you know what, though? Papa should have just fucking come down for his own. Right? <laughs> you sure don't have a problem going out to the garage and critiquing Thomas's work? Oh, don't get me going on that. No, it's not critiquing. Well, the one. The no, it is. He tells you what he did wrong. The one, yeah, I did. But, but that's not what really bothers me. Because nine times out of ten, what he comes out and says, I did wrong. I already knew I did okay. wrong and was planning on how to fix already. Okay. But it's the <laughs> fact of I won't even get done halfway done with one project and another four get put on. Oh, yeah, that's fair. And he has undiagnosed ADD. He, he definitely does. That's because he's old school. You're right. Um, and if, if you go to, if you serve in Vietnam, you can't get diagnosed with ADHD. No, they, they put in a shell shock. It's a proven fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, post-traumatic stress disorder. Then, but back then it was no. Back then it was not that. It was, was was it still social? No, they called it exposure to Agent Orange. So shell shock was one and two. That was one and two. Right. <coughs> okay. So Raphael becomes the most popular painter of the Renaissance, and was even called the Prince of Painters. Right. It's because... Because Da Vinci was the king. Everybody knows that. Yeah. And Michelangelo was a cocksucker. So... Again, tune in next week to hear how great Michelangelo was. Yeah, next week we're going to tell you about how fantastic Michelangelo was during the Renaissance period and all the great things that he provided. But, um, right now, he's a cocksucker. So, uh... 
Michelangelo, after Raphael's untimely death, Michelangelo's influence becomes more widespread. Right. Because he went around telling everyone everything that Raphael knew. I he taught him. Yep. Learned it from me. Which and, is bullshit. And poor Raphael is under the Parthenon, so he can't say, wait a minute, motherfucker. Right. You lying bastard. <coughs> so. <coughs> Man, we've, we're coming to my last fact. Yeah, we're, we're doing, we're getting closer to that we're hour getting, time. We're, we're, we're working yeah, on it. By yeah. the time I finally switch in like three weeks, we're going to have this. For number 10. For centuries. Not like 10 years, Tom. Not decades. Right. Not four score and seven years ago. Whoa, whoa. You leave not so honest A about this. But he was a good wrestler. He was a damn good wrestler. But I'm talking about centuries. Centurions. Oh, wait, no, those are Roman soldiers. But, but, I mean, that's fair because if you were... If you sign up to be a centurion, it was for life. Right. Because you ended up dying. But anywho. Uh, usually a dysentery. Yeah. Or... or um, Gangrene. Or you just get lost out in the woods. Do you know... Side note. Mm-hmm. Do you know how Vikings would test if an abdominal wound was fatal or not? I do not. They would make the victim drink onion soup. And if they smelled the onions, there was, no, was, coming, there yeah. was no coming back. Yeah. But if they couldn't smell onion, that's pretty, the chances are listen, that's the, pretty the genius. warrior was going to live. That's pretty genius. IT guy, can you put um, the old mascot out? Not he's been replaced by the cute mascot. <clears throat> Who tries to? She does. Oh my god, dude, it's hilarious. She tries to be as excited mm-hmm. and as uppity as Hudson mm-hmm. is when you walk through the door. Yeah, and it lasts about ten seconds and, and she it's, goes. Yeah, oh, and I'm you. done. I'll just sit here and wag my tail until yeah. he's done. Fuck you, you ain't got any treats for me. So Raphael's art is known. For sweetness and clarity of form. Serenity. Whew, I apologize. I just... Wow, what the fuck, Mike? It was this very shit. Serenity, harmony, perfection, and visual brilliance. Along with Leonardo and dickhead Michelangelo, he forms the trinity of the great Renaissance masters. The Raphael was influenced by both. Which, um, if, if you listen to our conspiracy theorist episode, was also when aliens first made contact with Earth. Yes. Yes. They they gave Raphael a little blue pill. No, never mind. That's the wrong time period. Um, no, no, no. They gave that to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Tom and Raphael both are known by the name Traffic Cone. <laughs> 
So <laughs> Raphael was influenced by both. Why do you think he was so goddamn popular with the ladies, Mike? Yeah, yeah. But that's oh, why sorry. that's why all the men hated him. That's why Michelangelo really hated him. Yeah. yeah. But have you ever noticed, like all of Michelangelo's sculptures, they're big, brawny, ready to go. But they're 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 micro. Oh, I, you know what, man? Which there's actually a study behind that that I will bring up next I week. I need to change my name, dude. With Michelangelo. I need to change my name. Well, the study actually is. All right, I'm going to give you a little sneak preview. Is uh, Biologically, when the fight or flight uh, kicks in in your body, adrenaline's being taken from everywhere. Everywhere. So your man's goes to your little man's to prime your heart to either fight or flight. That was my little, little guy. Are you feeling a little nervous? A little fight or flighty? Woo! Uh, what are you doing getting close? Uh-huh. Okay. So... I think Shaggy's about to steal your car again. Yep. He idolized aesthetically pleasing depictions deferred from the dark intensity. From a period between the late 17th and the late 19th centuries, Raphael's works were revered more than any other artist, and he was regarded as the best model for historical he, painting. Here, here's, here's where I split hairs. Stylistically, and with painting flow, Raphael's got it. Mm -hmm. But on the science side, side of things, and even the scientific side of painting, Da Vinci's got it yeah. hands down. Yeah. No matter what. But if you but, take the science if away... Give, if you give someone a fucking block of stone... Right, and they give you the statue of and uh, David... My, if it's Michelangelo. Right. Which I do... I didn't write it down, but I do remember... Uh, uh, one of the... Newspaper reporters at the time... I don't know what they were called. Scribe? Probably scribes. Right, scribes. Um, asked him... <laughs> You know, when you look at a big chunk of marble, how do you know what you're going to carve? And he says, I just start chipping away until and the, something talks to me. And then the marble tells me. Yep. And w which I think is, I mean, that's that's legit real yeah. shit. Being yeah. a dickhead, much of a yeah. dickhead as Michelangelo was. Yep. yep. That that's that's real shit. Like you Listen. look at a block and you just go tick 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 tick. Oh, all right. Listen. All right, I got Listen. this. That's how I come upon podcast ideas. I just throw characters. Go, the the these four well the past two and the next two from watching Saturday morning cartoons, brother. Yeah, yeah. And if I wouldn't have been open to suggestions at that particular point in time... Hey, you know what? Fuck off, because Saturday morning cartoons taught me all I needed to know. Knowledge is power. Thank you, G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Decepticons round up. That's Autobots round up. Roll out. Roll out. <coughs> and <coughs> by the power of grace, go! And what was the other one? The Thundercats. Thundercats! Thundercats! Oh! Wow, fuck. Did we just show how old wow. we are? That did, like describes like my last like eight dates. Thundercats, oh? Just the second part. <laughs> Good thing I'm no longer dating. <sighs> we are but 30 anyways. seconds away from the greatest number ever. Oh, we need to hurry up then. So, um, after his death, Michelangelo uh, and Leonardo surpass his popularity and his fame. But he's still one of the one of the three. During their lifetime, he was the, the fucking genius. Right. He, he was... He was... Uh, he, he was partnered damn good. Yeah. In his time. Yeah. So... Well, for... And, and, and you know, around this area, partnered damn good means... Yeah. I, I don't know what that means, so I'm not from around here. It means you can go pro uh, in what you're doing. But basically... Basically what he's saying is... Check um, on your friends. That John is sweet. What? That John. We don't have enough time to cover Johns. Oh, okay. Wait. It's just it's what they say in Philly. The Johns. Everything's a John. You talking about like a hooker customer? No. No. Hey, give me that John. Give me that Johnny. So it can be. Right. It can be. It can be. Uh, noun. A verb or an adjective? It could be a verb or an adjective. Right. I it can you. cover everything. You just have to understand the context of the sentence at the time. Right. Um, Let's get Ned oh. John and go to the Wawa. I do got to say, um, I'm not going to say your name, but uh, when you hear this, you're going to know who you are. Uh, you know, I do the homie checks, right? Kind of slacked on it. A little bit. And out of nowhere, I just get a message from an old high school friend. Hey, bro. You haven't checked in on me in a while. You alright? Everything good with you? And you know what? I'm not going to say your name, but I fucking love you for yeah. that. That's that real shit. Yeah. Yeah, you're a real John, motherfucker. So, with that being said... Check on your friends. Check on your friends. If you're at the store, put them Johns away. In the damn Johnny bin. Mm -hmm. um, um, which, which, um. I don't even know where you're going, Alan. Uh, no, uh. Tom may or may not have threatened to zip tie a shopping cart to someone's car. If they did not put it away. But that's fair. That's fair. But, listen, we're at 71 minutes. We're way closer than we have been to our goal for forever. So. Uh, We fucking love you. Um, Hold on. Oh, sorry. We need a little, hey, you guys are fucking awesome. That's right. There it is. There's that, 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 that magical shit. Mm. Check on your friends. 
Um, smile at a stranger, hold a door for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, um, put your fucking shopping cart. Yeah, back. and and guys, if you've been drinking, pick the toilet seat up. Trust me, it'll save you issues in the morning. Very much so. Thanks for t- tuning in. We we love. Uh, yeah. Ye-